0: Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference Call. This is our monthly update webinar to provide an update of current conditions in the Missouri River Basin. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with basin residents. We place all our news releases on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil and on social media at nwdusace. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including lobby sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System and are available on our website under News. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. If you are not connected to the webinar, the slides are available at the bottom of today's press release. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. To unmute your line to ask a question, press Star 6. If you've used the webinar, to call in, it is possible you have been double muted on the webinar and on your phone. However, the force mute function may still not work properly on all phones, and you may be required to use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. The agenda for today's call is as follows. From NOAA, we have Mr. Doug Kluck from the National Weather Service Missouri-Basin River Forecast Center, Mr. Kevin Lau. From so the Missouri River Water Management Division, we have Mr. John Ramis and representatives of his staff. Um, the updates will be followed by a question and answer session. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. And I will turn the call over to Mr. Doug Cluck. Let me know you're there,
1: Doug. I am here. Uh, thanks, Eileen. Let's move on to the first slide. Thanks to the Corps. And uh, all the folks participating today. Um, I wish that I could not repeat myself uh, for it seems like 12 months now in terms of conditions, but um, I'm going to, so be prepared. Um, So, looking at temperature and precipitation over the last 120 days, and by the way, I'm going to give sort of a climatological uh, overview, past and future, if you will, uh, for the best we can do, anyway, in terms of prediction. Um, anyway, looking back, this is basically the Missouri Basin states, if you will. Uh, looking back that last 120 days to, to the beginning of uh, November uh, through pretty much the beginning of March, <clears throat> we'll see. On the left, temperatures have been above normal almost perfectly within uh, uh, the Missouri Basin, a little bit cooler to the north and east outside the basin. But really focused in, in the Missouri, it's been warmer than normal, meaning uh, temperatures uh, not only are above normal but also you know, enhanced, if you will, if there's any water to be had, uh, evaporation. Okay. Uh, On the right, uh, we see the percent of normal precipitation during this period, November to to the beginning of March. And uh, a couple things I want to note here is that uh, this is the driest time of year, except for the mountains, uh, for this part of the country. So uh, those, those, Three months, if you will tend not to have a lot of water, but we rely upon that water quite a bit to recharge our soils and reservoirs and um, stock ponds, all that other stuff. We're not getting that we haven't really gotten that there are places that have, but they're pretty isolated. Overall, the conditions are are are, have, have deteriorated. I would, I would argue for most of the basin in terms of water. Next slide um here's a here's a shorter view, last thirty days again, relatively dry uh dry time of year for the basin. Uh, temperatures have moderated somewhat. They're not so warm uh, in, in terms of above normal in fact they they're they're tending in and, and across most of the basin except for the far upper basin uh, to be slightly below normal over the last thirty days and then uh, uh, the precipitation uh percent of normal hasn't changed very much it's still well below normal in terms of the, the 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 broad area of the basin as a whole with obviously the worst case uh, worst worst scenarios or worst uh, areas in nebraska and surrounding areas um but not really that much better elsewhere next slide <clears throat> okay uh just a quick uh view of the snowpack on the left is the most current version on the right Uh, is a month ago, and what we want to see is more greens uh, and light blue colors and maybe by this time we want to see some darker blue colors, Uh, but we don't have any of those anymore. And, um, in the Missouri basin. uh, 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 Headwaters, if you will, all the way down from from Colorado, all the way up to uh, Montana. uh, That's more or less where they are and you can see the percentages those are all little percentage numbers in those uh, little individual basins there um, are, are sort of receding in other words we're not growing our snow pack. we haven't grown our snowpack over the last over the last month or so in fact we've probably lost a little bit I think others will talk a little bit more uh, specifically about that uh, next slide here's the uh, view if you will of snow um snowpack snow water equivalent to be specific across the Missouri basin and as you can see there's gray the gray color indicates a trace to 1 inch of water on the ground um if it doesn't have that gray color uh or in those darker blues or purples that means there's nothing there is no snow cover over a uh, most Almost the entire Missouri Basin. now high upper elevations is a different story, but we just talked about that being below normal. Next slide. Um, this is a soil moisture uh, calculated uh, for, for, uh, for the area uh, The darker, the red color, the worse the, ca- the case in terms of lack of, of water in, in the basin. Uh, it's all below normal. And and, uh, for the most part, pretty much everywhere. portions of the Dakotas uh, have a little bit of water, uh, a little bit of soil moisture in them. But uh, going into spring at this point, uh, we're really, really focusing on getting help from spring rainfall at this point. Um, um, Fall and and winter didn't help us out, as I've said already once, and I'll say, probably say it again. Um, We didn't get the kind of recharge we'd like to see. Um not to say that we can't get some pretty big spring rains and such, but now we're sort of faced with that's that's our way out at this point in terms of not getting worse in, in terms of drought across the basin. It can happen, but uh we're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. So next slide. Uh, this is the outlook for the, more or less the next seven days there where you see green and blue colors. That's that's a hint of uh, precipitation. Uh, this is an accumulation over those seven days of precipitation. So, you know, we're seeing uh, up to a quarter to a half an inch across a, a, a pretty broad area. And, and, and in fact, it does look like uh, there will be a couple systems coming through and that they'll be able to tap into some moisture across part of the area. Is this a drought breaker? Uh, not, by no means is it? Uh, it might settle the dust a little bit in some areas and, and put a little snow on the ground for a short time. Um, Got to hope for more. So next slide. And this is the outlook for week 2. in other words, not next week, but the week after that. And uh, we're looking at below normal temperatures on the left. There's, there's a higher likelihood of below normal temperatures across the entire area. And uh, uh, again, some some hint at uh, better better uh, precipitation, uh, higher elevations uh, out west, but also some slight leaning towards above normal precipitation across the middle of the the, the, the Missouri Basin as well, Missouri Basin states. So it's not a strong indicator. I, w- I wouldn't say this is a for sure uh, thing, but it, at least it's at least it's saying above, right? Uh, we're we're the 8 to 14 day uh, outlooks tend to uh, verify pretty well. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that to happen. Um, next slide. <clears throat> I think this is the March, yeah, March outlook shows uh, a propensity for temperatures to be below normal across the upper basin, uh, which is probably a good thing at this point, because that also is indicative of uh, uh, better chances for, for precipitation, which you see on the right map. Uh, that light green color. It's not, again, it's not a strong indicator. Not like in the Ohio Valley where, uh, where the, the the percentage is much higher. Uh, pretty low ac- across Wyoming and Montana, and we'd like to see it, of course, across uh, more portions of the uh, larger portion of the basin. But it's not to be uh, equal chances in between those two those two um, areas of uh, green. I guess you could say, or, or better chances for precipitation. Um, and then, like I said uh, before, uh, cooler to the north, warmer to the south, uh, better chances for that to occur. Very La Nina-esque uh, view, or picture, or outlook, I, I should say. Next slide. Uh, April or March through May, uh, sort of the same indication of, 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 of wetness uh, further to our east, but now, oh, let, me, let me start with temperature. I'm sorry. Uh, let's start with temperature on the left. Uh, better chances for above normal temperatures although slight across almost the entire basin uh, except the upper basin so uh, upper basin actually has a little bit of of weak signature towards cooler than normal temperatures in the far northwest and then warm sort of once you get uh, halfway through uh, south dakota wyoming all the way through the south and east of there and then um, what we don't like seeing but is typical of a la nina year on the precipitation outlook is this uh, below normal uh, uh, forecast sneaking up from the South and Southwest into uh, Kansas, Nebraska, and and, and portions of Wyoming and South Dakota. Uh, This is typical uh, with La Nina, and um, it's not a for sure thing. Those are probabilities. That's not 100% probability, but it gives us an idea of where conditions may deteriorate most quickly during this period. Um, very little, pla- very uh, limited areas of above normal precipitation across this map, if you notice. Next slide. And I think that, yeah, this, I think this is my last one. Uh, again, on the left, temperature indications are for above normal, except for the Dakota, portions of the Dakotas. Uh, with, with, with For temperature, um, it's not a great map for for recovery. At this point, and if you look at uh, seasonal precipitation outlook, um, that's almost exactly the opposite of what we want to see—is is that sliver or that—I don't know—arrowhead of below normal uh, stretching from the west coast all the way through the upper part of the, 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 the basin. Let's let's hope it doesn't come through June, July, and August. Uh, but this is the current forecast, and I and I will say there is limited forecastability for the summer months. I'll say that as as my caveat here. And hope I hope I'm wrong. Hope this forecast is wrong. Um, and cross my fingers next slide. I guess I, oh, I have 2 more slides. Sorry. Uh, current drought is on the left. Uh, most of the basins in drought of some form or another yellow is not quite in drought, but in uh, or sort of indicates where drought may or is starting to develop, but hasn't quite got there yet. Um, we haven't been able to shed those, uh, uh, Red, if you will, areas of of, of really extreme drought and worse up there in Montana, and I'm sorry, this is 1 week old. I probably ought to have a updated version in here. I forgot to do that. And then on the right, though. Not that it's changed that much just slightly, um, but on the right, though, is the change in the last 12 weeks. And where you see yellow, that's where drought has gotten worse where you see green that is where drought has gotten better over a 12 week period, okay? So most of the area, um, most of the area has, or most of the the changes have been to deteriorate, are are deteriorating uh, conditions in terms of drought. There are some improvements, but note those improvements are only going from, if you will, worst case scenario, D4, to um, secondary uh, worst case scenario, (laughs) D3. So a lot of those places aren't that much better. Um, and still this time of year, we don't want to see, we don't want to go into spring, uh, especially summer with uh, these kind of conditions that you see on the left. Next slide. Uh, There's the drought outlook Uh, that whole brown area basically says uh, they're not expecting uh, major changes across that area. uh, Where you see brown and yellow is worsening conditions uh, as a matter of fact. Um, through the end of May next slide. There, there we go. This is my last slide. Um, I won't go into all all, all of these all these details here, other than to say that the La Niña responsible for our sort of the last six months in uh, um, next couple months uh, outlooks is fading, uh, is is deteriorating. Uh, that's kind of uh, fading away to to probably neutral conditions in the in the Pacific. Uh, it won't have as big effect on us uh, uh, at least in the summer. Uh, it really rarely does. Uh, we already talked about snowpack being below normal. We talked about uh plain snowpack being below normal and extreme dry conditions uh uh not improving during recharge season. And then uh short term it looks there's some favorability in terms of precipitation hope there. Uh in long term, however, not so much. And then I, I put my drought early warning continued remark in there in terms of putting a, a lot of hope on spring rains and um And I'll leave it at that Uh, other than saying uh, we have a webinar scheduled for the March 17th, which we do every month at 1 PM. If you want to get on that, either let me know or uh, which we summarize the whole situation again, not just for the Missouri Basin, but for the whole North Central US. Thank you.
0: Thanks
2: for
1: all the positive words
2: there, Doug. And we'll hand it over to you, Kevin. My apologies. Oh, good day. Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. Um, Like Doug said, uh, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I too wish to thank the Corps for inviting us to participate uh, in this series of calls. So, uh, next slide, please. Uh, Snowpack conditions, as Doug just said, uh, snowpack conditions in the mountains can be described as being below average. By this point, of the winter, we've normally accumulated about 80% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent uh, in the mountains, and so the mountain snowpack for this season is rapidly uh, coming into focus. The March water supply forecasts that were issued by our office, um, uh, the the latest one was issued yesterday, and um, the um, Outlook numbers for the period April through September, that's the, the period it covers, indicates a significant, significantly below normal mountain runoff year. Um, the, the best of all the basins would be the North Platte, where we expect about 89% of normal. Uh, and that's that's the, uh, the bright spot. The rest of them are like in the 60s or worse percent of normal. That's Our water supply forecast for the mountains. Um, Again, as Douglas said, the uh, only appreciable plains snow that we have are in areas of uh, North Dakota where as much as three inches of snow water equivalent is being reported in the headwaters of the James River Basin. Uh, The primary story for the basin continues to be the ongoing drought. The latest drought monitor was released this morning and it shows 92 percent of the basin as being abnormally dry or worse and so most of the basin can readily accept uh, runoff from snowmelt or future spring rains the uh, our latest 90day outlook River outlook was issued last week and the results of that outlook are shown graphically on this slide the 400plus forecast locations scattered across the basin that the National Weather Service monitors are represented by these colored dots. Green dots are for those locations that uh, do not have a uh, 50% or greater chance of seeing flooding over the next uh, three months through the end of May. Uh, orange, red, and purple dots indicate a better than 50-50 chance to see some sort of flooding. So. With the abnormally dry soil conditions and overall lack of plain snow, flood risk for this spring uh, is reduced as compared to normal for nearly the entire basin. However, even with a reduced flood risk, uh, flooding is still expected over portions of the eastern basin. As outlined in the blue ovals here on this map, we do expect moderate level flooding along the James, in South Dakota. Minor level flooding is expected in the upper reach of the Big Sioux in South Dakota and the upper reach of the Little Sioux in Iowa. Springtime flooding is also expected over eastern Kansas and across the state of Missouri. Uh, Thunderstorm activity drives springtime flooding in the lower basin and we will undoubtedly experience tributary flooding over the next three months in that lower basin. In fact, we experienced some minor level flooding in the very southern portion of the basin just a couple of weeks ago, when the Missouri uh, Ozarks received a two-inch rain, and I wouldn't doubt that we won't see a repeat of that uh, later this weekend. So this graphic does—oh, this graphic does not take into account uh, river ice, and so. There's, there's always the risk for flooding due to ice jam breakup. That could still occur in the northern and western areas of the basin. However, given the mild and generally dry conditions that have characterized this winter, we believe the risk for ice jam flooding is low. Risk for flooding between now and the end of May is dependent upon timing and locations of any plain snowmelt, rain on snow events, and rain events. Um, and as I said, thunderstorm activity drives the uh, the flooding there in the lower basin. The latest official Spring Flood Outlook uh, that was issued by our office uh, was issued last Thursday. And you can read about that and see the graphics on that website at the very uh, last bullet there on my slide. We will issue an update next Thursday, March the 10th. That will be our third and final uh, outlook for the basin. And then the National Weather Service Headquarters will issue a national spring outlook on 17 March, and they will have uh, a press release on that. And with that, that concludes my uh, flood potential remarks. Back to you, Eileen. Thanks, Kevin. And
0: we'll hand it over to John Raymond for his introductory remarks.
3: Thank you, Eileen, can you hear me? I had to switch audio things. We had to. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Eileen, and uh, thank you to Kevin Lau and Doug Cluck for uh, their insights. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to again assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting people and businesses when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions. This includes ice induced flooding during the winter freeze in and spring breakup periods. With the mild weather that we've experienced and ongoing drought, the risk of widespread ice affected flooding is relatively low. Also widespread thunderstorms in the Lower Basin, Lower Missouri River Basin can and do occur. Runoff from large storms in the Lower Basin cannot always be mitigated by operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Further, it is important to understand that the volume, timing and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flood event is unique care should be taken when comparing one event to another. The calendar year 2022 upper basin runoff is forecasted to be below normal. Uh, Ryan Larson and Mike Swenson will provide more details as to how this will likely impact operation of the system. But basically, we are anticipating continuing our water conservation measures through 2022 and possibly longer. The conservation measures are reduced flow support to navigation and minimal winter releases. The Corps of Engineers understands the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for irrigation, municipal, and industrial uses throughout the basin. We try to operate the system to meet the water supply requirements of the basin basin, to the extent reasonably possible. There is presently and will be adequate water in the reservoirs and the river reaches between the reservoirs and below the system to serve all the water supply needs. I want to remind everyone that the Corps of Engineers does not provide or guarantee access to the water. Maintaining access to the water is the individual facility owner operator's responsibility. We will continue to monitor river conditions and weather forecasts and make operational adjustments as to the extent possible. We will continue to meet our statutory obligations to operate the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System for its authorized purposes, as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also continue to comply with all laws and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinion. The 2018 Biological Opinion on the Missouri River system, Reservoir System called for a flow test from Fort Peck Dam to determine if there were system operational changes that could benefit the endangered pallid surgeon. In 2021, the Corps of Engineers published a record of decision outlining the parameters of a flow test. Among the parameters is sufficient water in Fort Peck Reservoir. Based on the current and projected conditions, it is very unlikely that the Fort Peck reservoir will have the required water to run the test in 2022. Even if Mother Nature were to provide the necessary runoff in the next few weeks, there simply is not enough time to properly coordinate and communicate with our partners and stakeholders. Therefore, there will not be a flow test from Fort Peck in 2022. The Corps of Engineers remains committed to compliance with 2018 biological opinion, including the Fort Peck flow test. Lastly, the runoff forecast and the projected levels that Ryan Larson and Mike Spinson will be discussing are based on the best available information. Actual conditions may be different. This concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. I will turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Thanks, John. You
4: can go to the next slide. The 2022 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, which is highlighted in red, is 20.4 million acre feet, 79% of average, which is 1.3 million acre feet lower than the February forecast. Next slide. The below average runoff forecast for 2022 reflects current drier than normal soil moisture in the upper basin and below average plains and mountain snowpack. As seen on this slide, we are expecting below average runoff during the high runoff periods from March through July, when plains and mountain snow typically melt. Moving to slide 21. Soil moisture conditions remain dry over most of the basin, especially in Montana and parts of Northern Wyoming. Most of South Dakota and Central and Eastern North Dakota have near normal soil conditions with a small area of above normal soil conditions in Southeastern North Dakota and Northeastern South Dakota. Moving to slide 22. With above normal temperatures over most of the basin this week, the light snowpack that had accumulated in the upper basin at the end of February has mostly melted, as shown in this graphic depicting the last 24 hours or last 72 hours of snowmelt. As Doug mentioned earlier, the remaining plain snowpack is concentrated in central and eastern North Dakota. The plain snowpack typically melts from mid February into April. Moving to slide 23. Mountain snowpack is accumulating at a below average rate of 80% and 82% in the above Fort Peck and Fort Peck to Garrison reaches respectively. It's important to note that we are roughly 80% through the accumulation period with mountain snowpack typically peaking in mid-April. In summary, the 2022 calendar year runoff forecast is 20.4 million acre feet or 79% of average. I will now turn it over to Mike.
5: Okay, thanks Ryan. Uh, Gavins Point releases are currently at 12,000 CFS. Releases will remain at that rate for about two more weeks and then be stepped up beginning on or around March 19th to provide flow support for navigation. Support flows will reach the mouth near St. Louis by April 1st. Flows will be adjusted as needed to meet the downstream targets. There you go. Uh, Slide 25 shows the system storage is currently at 48.1 million acre feet, 8 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. With respect to the monthly simulations or studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our website. You can go to the next slide. Slide 26 here shows the upper three reservoirs and the middle Randall. Fort Peck, Garrison, and Owyhee are currently 11.6, 9.8, and 10.4 feet below the base of their respective flood control zones. As shown on the basic forecast, Fort Peck Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 2223, which is about a foot higher than its current elevation. Peak releases are expected to average about 8,500 CFS this summer. Garrison Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1832, about five feet below the base of the flood control pool. Peak releases are expected to average about 19,000 CFS this summer. Wagi Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1598, again about a foot higher than its current elevation. Peak releases are expected to average about 27,000 CFS this summer. Now moving on to slide 27. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavins Point Dam to support navigation, and in combination with the bank stabilization and navigation project to help provide the downstream navigation channel. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is typically based on the March 15th system storage. We are less than two weeks away from March 15th, and it is very likely that flow support for navigation will be at minimum service for the first part of the navigation season. For the minimum service level on the basic simulation, Gatlin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 24,000 to 28,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be a minimum service after the July 1st storage check, and there would be a shortening of the normal eight-month navigation flow support season of about 11 days. Energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic simulation is 7.4 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And my last slide here is the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of this slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin, and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, that concludes my remarks. I'll send it back to Eileen.
0: Thank you. And um, so everyone knows we will not have a call for the month of April. We will be out in the basin uh, for our public meetings. And then um, our next update, our next call will be on May 5th at 1 o'clock. We'll move to the question and answer session. These are the speakers. That we have had today, or if there are questions related to levies from Omaha or Kansas City, those will be our speakers for the Omaha District or Kansas City District to answer uh, questions related to that. John, I muted you earlier, but if you want to unmute and make any final remarks, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes.
3: Okay, yes. Uh, well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. As Eileen said, next month we'll be doing our uh, spring public meetings uh, the week of the 11th of April. And we'll start in Fort Peck and work our way down to St. Louis. We'll be getting more details out on that, or you can find those on our uh, on our website. We just need to tie up a few more uh, details on the logistics, and we'll, we'll have that posted. Other than that, I want to thank, uh, again, thank Kevin Lau and Doug Cluck. Uh, for helping us out today, and everybody uh, have a good weekend. That's all you got. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everybody, for calling in. That concludes this call, and we'll see everyone in April.